You're listening to the Sportsman's Empire Podcast Network brought to you by Full Sneak Gear. Check out their entire lineup at fullsneakgear.com. Also be sure to check out our entire stable of podcasts at sportsmansempire.com. New from Moultrie Mobile, the Feed Hub offers first-of-its-kind cellular connection and control for nearly any spin cast feeder on the market. When used with the Moultrie Mobile app, you can monitor feed and battery levels, run feeders on demand, receive alerts when feeders are clogged, and remotely adjust feeding times. The Feed Hub is ideal for anyone who maintains feeders. Remove the guesswork and save time by planning feeder maintenance before you drive to your hunting property. For more information, visit MoultrieMobile.com. You're listening to the Sportsman's Nation Podcast Network brought to you by Outdoor Edge in their complete lineup of knives and game processing kits. These guys right now are doing an absolutely huge giveaway where you could win an elk hunt. And not just any elk hunt. We're talking about a seven or eight mile horseback ride into the backcountry. We're talking a one-on-one guided hunt. You're going to be sleeping in a wall tent, and you're going to be doing that for five days with the founder and CEO of Outdoor Edge, David Block. Now, if you've never been on an elk hunt before, I'm telling you right now, go sign up for this because if you ever hear a elk bugle, whether it's at 400 yards or it's at 40 yards, it is a life-changing experience. So here's how you enter. Go to OutdoorEdge.com. There's going to be a big banner for it somewhere on their homepage. All you have to do is click on that. Go fill out some information. I think your name, your email address, maybe some other stuff. And that's all you have to do. That's how you are entered. They're going to be picking a winner oh, a ways from now. So you have plenty of time to enter. Go visit OutdoorEdge.com. Sign up today. And if you decide to purchase any products from the website, Enter the discount code NATION30. That's the word NATION with the number 30 after that. No spaces. NATION30. And you will receive 30% off your purchase. Welcome to the Missouri Woods and Water Podcast. I'm your host, Nate Thomas. With me today are both Andy and Michael. What's up, fellas? Howdy, howdy. What's going on? Today, um, we're kind of doing an episode we weren't really planning on, but um, <laughs> we've had even more stuff happen since our last mid-season recap episode, so now we're going to do... We're going to do rifle recap. We're going to do like a rifle slash rut season uh, recap, talk about... Um, I've had a, a good couple... Of, I'm not going to lie, I've had a good six days. <laughs> uh, <laughs> So we're going to kind of talk about that stuff, uh, talk about what's been going on with uh, Mike and Andy uh, during the... Oh, I'll go first. (laughs) Ready? Ready? (laughs) I'm done. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, we we do have a special guest before we get going into our stuff. We have got one of Micah's good friends, Robin. Uh, Micah talked about his deer camp that he goes to every every year. Mm -hmm. Uh, Robin's one of his good friends that that uh, owns some property up there that Micah hunts on and Robin's son Brooks killed his first deer yep. eight, eight years old. And so That's awesome. it's, it's exciting. Uh, awesome Mike and deer. I get to talk to Brooks 
uh, for a couple minutes about his his first year. Yep, yep. He gave us the story and he, he did awesome. So yeah. So um, before we get into us three talking about everything, uh, you guys are you listeners are going to hear Brooks um, tell his story and um, just and you enjoy can check that. It out, like right after it happened on Facebook, correct? Yeah, yeah it's on our yeah, Facebook and Instagram. That kid that's. Uh, his videos on there. That's Brooks. Uh, super excited. And the way Micah says it, he he tells the story the exact same way every yeah, time he tells it. It, it so. was pretty funny because, like, you know, obviously different people come in through, you know, throughout the day and stuff, and everybody's like, "Hey, so what happened?" And he would, to the T, say exactly what he says, and it's pretty good. Yeah. So enjoy uh, that little short clip with Brooks before we get into our stuff, and then we'll get into it. So. Um, you guys want to start the show? You got anything else to add before we hop in? Nope. Get to it. All right. Enjoy it. This is the Missouri Woods and Water Podcast. Alright, we're excited. We got our buddy Brooks on the phone with us. Brooks, how's it going, man? Good. So for everybody listening, Brooks, how old are you? Eight. Brooks is eight years old. Eight years old. This is uh this is the first year you were actually able to hunt, right? You were able to actually carry or take your gun and shoot this year, correct? Yep. That's awesome. So before we have Brooks tell the story, Micah, why don't you uh, tell everybody how you know Brooks and you know what the, His the relation with Deer Camp is with you guys? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, Brooks is one of my good buddies' uh, son. It's his second son, and uh, I've known their the family a long time. Couldn't I ain't gonna do the math on it, <laughs> but yeah, we've been going. I've been like I said in the podcast before. I've been going up there since I was sixteen. So you know known them for a long time and that's one of the, his farm is the farm that I hunt on mainly and uh and but this year uh Brooks he was actually able to hunt and he harvested one heck of a deer and his first one ever yeah first one and uh did it all on his own with his dad right there beside him so. yeah so we thought it'd be really cool to to have Brooks come on uh Brooks's dad Robin was uh excited enough to let Brooks come on and Brooks is going to tell us the story yep of his first deer ever yep so you excited to tell the story brooks yeah all right let's uh let's hear the story yep. tell us what you did and this was opening day last weekend on november 14th no, correct? When, or was when, it... did you, when did you shoot it brooks was it sunday you shot it sunday right or was it yeah. saturday i'm pretty sure it was saturday saturday evening correct yep all okay. right all right so well, whenever you're ready buddy just tell that story so I woke my dad up because I kicked the wood in the deer stand and he didn't want to go back to sleep because it was too windy. And he grabbed one and he digged through my bag and grabbed a candy. And he gave me two and he gave him two. And before he can put it in his mouth, he said that SH word and dropped his candy and handed me the gun and said, did you have a good shot on the buck? And I said, no, not yet because he was going through some trees. Then I had a wide open shot when he was walking and i shot him just behind the heart and he jumped up and it stinged him um and i didn't want him to run too far but uh, because i didn't want to walk all the way down so i shot him one more time and 
and I hit him, and I don't know about the third time if I hit him or didn't, but he dropped to the ground, and after that, my dad just said, nice job, and we didn't walk down there for about 10 minutes or five minutes, and then we finally got out of the stand and got in the buck shot and drived all the way down there. But before, well, we didn't drive all the way down there yet. We actually went to go back. We tried to call some um, Skyler, and it didn't work. So we went all the way back to the shop, and um, my dad texted Skyler, and the text apparently went through. And a few minutes later, Skyler pulled up. Um, after we went to go pick up Cash and Mom, and then we drove all the way down there, and it I killed him right where the, all a bunch of briars were pointing at you. We had to walk through all the briars and <laughs> drag the dip out. Did you help um, him? Did you help him drag it out, or did you make uh, Uncle Skyler and Robin do it, or and your dad? I made them do. It. You made them do <laughs> it. You're supposed. Yeah. Did they make you take a bite of the heart or anything? They rubbed some blood on your face or something? No, no. No? Oh, we're going to have to talk with Dad about that one. So how excited – were you shaking real bad after you took that first shot? Yeah, I was wondering yeah. if he was going to run, like, far. No, but uh, your dad said, and, I mean, we obviously saw the deer. You actually did – you made a really good shot. How far away was it? Do you remember? Yep, 85 yards. 85 yards, perfect. Um, awesome, buddy. How how excited were you when you got to touch him for the first time? Um, I I it was kind of hard to believe that I actually shot a buck that big. Yeah, he, and he he was one heck of a deer. Uh, how many points did he have? Thirteen. 13 points. He, and wow. if I, do you remember what he scored? Not that it matters, but do you remember? Yeah, 144.2. 144.2. Look at that. Hey, you, are, you are ruined forever, kid. I know. <laughs> now, now Brooks, Brooks here, he has an older brother. Mm-hmm. Last year, Brooke, or Cash got an eight point, I believe it was, and he's got one this year. Has Have you been giving your older brother any crap about getting a bigger deer yet? <laughs> no, I haven't bragged about it yet. You haven't bragged it? You probably shouldn't. That's that might, probably good. Yeah, that might hurt Big Brother's feelings. But So, awesome job, buddy. We just wanted to get you on here so everybody could hear that story. It, it was really cool. Uh, one more question before you leave. How uh, how often does your dad sleep in the stand whenever you guys are hunting? Uh, It's probably it's, about every time, right? He doesn't go to sleep that much. It's usually me and Cash going to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> At least you're honest, buddy. And for the listener, Robin's one of Micah's best friends. Uh, yeah. Known him for years, and so um, this is Micah's opportunity to give I can, Robin. I can jab yeah, at him hard a little time. Bit. He can't say anything back. <laughs> uh, it's pretty funny, but I, I the this uh, Brooks we thought was going to be a great way for you to always remember the first deer you ever got to kill. And you got you get to have this recording for the rest of your life, and you'll always get to remember this story. And Micah, myself, and Andy, we just want to congratulate you on an awesome job. And you are 
a deer hunter for life. You are officially in the club, aren't you? Yeah. <laughs> yep. All right. Well, we know Brooks. Brooks, actually, I don't you have you have some basketball, basketball practice, practice tonight, right? Yep. Yep. So we're gonna let you get off the phone and uh, go get off to practice. But uh, thanks for coming on, Brooks. We appreciate it. Congratulations, buddy. Yep. Good job. Thanks. Thank you for having me. You're, You're welcome. welcome. We love it. Yep. We'll see you, man. All right. Hope y'all enjoyed that little. Uh, clip with brooks uh congrats to him again yep, and absolutely. thanks to his dad robin for letting him come on with us yep um i think it'll be cool that brooks will get to always remember his first deer yeah yeah it's be a good memory for him for sure sounds like he's got the story down pat he yeah. does he does he's definitely practiced it a few times <laughs> robin was telling me that he he rehearsed it about six or seven times in the truck on the way over <laughs> so. and and uh like me and Micah said in the the little clip with him, um, he's he's in trouble his, the rest of his life. He's only eight years old, and he's so got a good high. buck. Yeah, yeah. He, he got a heck of a deer, so good for him. And, and did a good job, so um, congrats to him again. Congrats to all the kids that have hopefully harvested something this last week, yep. or obviously during youth season as well. Um, we are recording this episode on... It's a Sunday night. I know that November twenty first. First, I think so. Second, second. It's a November twenty second. So we're recording this a little bit before the end of rifle season. So there's always that off chance that something happens in the next two days. But um, won't be me. <laughs> <laughs> My biggest deer to date was killed the last day, the last couple minutes of of rifle season. Yeah. So definitely could have something happen, but uh, we. Uh, just got to get something in, so that's this is what we're doing here. We're, we're trying to kind of finagle shows and figure out how to get stuff done. So this is a show that wasn't planned, uh, but we decided to, to put it in because we have had quite a bit happen, and it ties in well with our midseason recap. Right. So that's why. Um, so for everybody listening that might have listened to our midseason recap, uh, we'll tie a little bow on, on Andy's yeah, let's get that um, out archery, yeah. which yeah. there is some, some good news on that. Um but I think so. After maybe. our midseason show, we went out and searched yep. for him again. We looked and I mean, we we did everything we possibly could to find that deer. Um, for those of you who don't remember, whatever uh, I shot him in the shoulder, screwed up, choked, whatever you want to call it. Uh, hit him in the shoulder. Shit happens. Yep. Um, unfortunately, um, I think if you bow hunt long enough, you're going to have those. Um, pretty upset about it still, but it is what it is. However, I've been looking for him very aggressively, and I am 99.9% sure that I've seen him twice now. Yeah, since um, since the uh, since, uh, we've since been searching I, for him. Yeah, yep. since I shot him with my bow, was that two weeks ago now? Um, so that's the one positive that's, is that's it, he's, he's, yeah. he's, he's, still, alive. he's still alive. Yeah. I, I can't be 100% sure because both of them have been super far away. Um, the deer had a slight limp which gives a good, you know, indication, of course. And then, I don't know if I described him or not, has that flyer out the back. Yeah. But um, I couldn't see the flyer, but I could tell on the deer that was out there. I mean, I'm looking at my binoculars five, 600 yards away at one point in time. You could tell there was something on one of his G2s. You couldn't right. see what, but you could tell there was a irregularity up there. So I'm 99% sure it is him, and it's just catching back up to him now. That's good, though. I mean – if you're going to have that happen, which obviously you don't want to have happen, right. you want you wanted to make a clean shot and recover them and yep. 
Yep. Honestly, when we left from recording our last episode to go search for him that night again, I thought we were going to find him. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, when we searched for him that afternoon, blood all of a sudden dried up, and I just I thought that the blood we were seeing was the right kind of blood, which mm-hmm. muscle blood and and yep. you know that heart blood and stuff like that look very similar. Um, I was just, I was happy with the amount of blood we saw, and then it kind of dried up. But mm-hmm. I actually thought it had to do with the arrow more yeah. than anything. But um, I ain't gonna tell you how tough of an animal those are because I'll be honest with you, I shot, I hit shoulder on the doe I shot earlier this year. Yeah, uh, blew straight through it, and I, it wasn't the main part of the shoulder. I mean, I just kind of clipped it, but uh, blew through it and actually out the other side. It went through and through a doe shoulder. This buck, obviously twice the size of the, of the doe mm-hmm. and uh i squared that shoulder up and i think we went over what i was shooting again i'm shooting 500 and roughly 30 grains pulling 72 73 pounds you know long arrow about everything you can can do to make that shot equipment wise i have it except for right. a 600 grain i mean something crazy uh, so i was pretty optimistic i had the right equipment if, to to manage yeah that missed shot but uh wasn't the case and uh two days left here rifle and then I'll go back out and you know things change late bow season um actually for us hardcore bow hunters I think stuff gets back to more normal yeah I mean travel patterns I mean right. change back to what they were pre-rut so now it's you know betting food you know or it will be yeah. soon you know betting yeah, food still areas. Rutting and stuff like yeah that. This, the rut's still not bumping over, around right? yeah and and there's going to be, I, I don't know what you call it, I kind of call it a second rut where, mm-hmm. you know, there's those does that didn't get bred the first Late time. Right. Yeah, yeah they're going to get bred again. But, you know, I mean, and I'm not saying this part of the time of the year is magical. It's awesome. But sometimes for us hardcore bow hunters, it's also stressful mm-hmm. because sh- stuff just goes crazy. Yep. I mean, everything you've been doing is now out of the window, and it's time for you to start doing things differently or yeah, start hunting does more than likely <laughs> well, I pretty mean, much you, you i mean hunt, you try to find the does and hopefully something i'm gonna call bs because i've seen about 30 does <laughs> in the last 18 well, hours you know that they're not neat right now <laughs> yeah man but it's uh and button bucks I, the place I, I mainly hunt i've seen more button bucks this year uh than i I can never recall. I mean, I guess that's a good sign. I got a good buck crop coming. I, I don't know. But, you check uh, back in four years, buddies. Yeah. Right? Yeah. See yeah. in four years, hopefully. Five years. It, I'd like to get somebody on to talk about that. One thing we've noticed up at uh, one of the farms that I hunt, every, I mean, obviously the rut every year, and then our does, they're all small. They're all yearling does, maybe two years or something. They're all small. We don't ha- We don't keep the mature does on our property. And hmm. I want to know why that is. Hmm. It's, I mean, it's like we're babysitting the babies. Well, the, while the moms go <laughs> yeah. off and get, you know, and it, it's just kind of strange. I, I wonder if there's anything to that. Well, I'm sure it has to do with their core area and what they prefer to live in. Right. You know, I, I, I do you guys do doe management up there quite a bit? Well, well, yeah, no, actually, well, as a matter yeah, of fact, say, let's well, roll into that. Real Mike that, managed the hell out of one. Yeah, <laughs> I, I did. I did harvest a doe uh, yesterday evening, but that was actually on a different farm. It oh, okay. one, it's one of the smaller ones, one of the smaller farms we got up there. But uh, yeah, uh, as far as as far as the big farm that we hunt, it uh, the conservation does the management for us because they come in there and they do a coal every year. 
So oh, nice. we don't we try not to take any does off that place. So yeah. you know. They still cold every year with CWD. They still cold every year. There's certain uh there's certain like our farm doesn't do it and a few of the other farms that we talk to they don't do it but the conservation calls them up every year and they want to know if they can come in and shoot shoot deer off us of us and a, lo- a lot of them don't but some of the farmers that just don't care they say yeah have at it and they go out there go out and have at it kill as many deer as they can you Oof. know to do the testing and that sort of thing that's got to be a sinking feeling sometimes if you're hunting in the area i don't agree with a lot of the things, I mean, some of the things that conservation does, I know in most part they're trying to do what they think's best, but I mean, I don't necessarily agree with that part. Sure. Of it, yeah. You no, know, I'm with you. I mean, like I said, we've talked about that in our episode before. We, I think the Missouri Depart- Department of Conservation is one of the best in the country. Right. Yep. Uh, doesn't mean I agree with every little thing, but yeah. um, they do yeah. a lot of things right. And some things, you know, it just is what it is. Yeah. We all have our opinions yeah. on Yeah. On and what that's, that's do. my opinion on that situation so it's all i got to say about that yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, so mike gonna stay with you though uh yeah i'll just kind of start yeah. from the beginning uh because you've you've had a the where you go so everybody if you remember micah goes up to a deer camp yeah we live in central west central missouri yeah and then every year micah since he's 16 goes up north several hours um with family friends friends yeah it's, and it's mostly a, i mean there's a few families up there and me and a few other guys have just been friends of the family mm-hmm. type thing. We go up there and uh, been doing it for a long time. And uh, a lot of us have had good success. Um, had some bad years too, but for the most part, it's been really good. This year, um, I'll just start out with Saturday. Saturday, opening morning, uh, I sat in one stand and I had a, my buddy Skyler. He was in a different stand probably, I don't know, probably about 500 yards away and uh uh i see a i see a deer come out so the first year i saw that morning it kind of started slow i was like man because usually opening day there you're gonna see at least 10 deer 20 you know there's been days where you see 40 deer in one sit but anyway so this was the first one i saw and um he looked really good on his one side i thought i was like that's a bit, that's the big eight. Cause we got a big eight up there on camera. And I was like, dude, that's the big eight. So I get my binoculars and he's out in the field. I'm in tucked in pretty much a, a seasonal Creek timber area. And I couldn't get a great look at him. So I'm not going to say I passed him because that'd be taken away from what Skyler did, <laughs> but I never got a good enough. I'd never would have had a good enough shot to feel comfortable. And I never got to get good enough glass on them to actually like find enough out. confirmation right i didn't yeah so but anyway so i was actually in contact with one uh belzer robin and i was like well i just i just don't know about him and then i'm, I'm like he's walking towards skylar we're gonna find out here in about 10 seconds if he likes him or not and then like about 10 seconds later bang <laughs> <laughs> so i get i get a hold of skylar and he says hey i got a good shot and so i actually went over there and uh we recovered his deer and uh, i mean he he was a stud uh, that's a good deer yeah yeah really good deer uh i wish i would have had a better look, better at, look him. at him <laughs> <laughs> i'm a little jealous mike is upgrading binoculars next year <laughs> no, well, that's, that's no kidding and then not only did you know skyler by the way congrats dude yeah um, heck of a deer you know then brooks yeah uh, the, the there young, was young a, man we just had on um, there was a total of nine nine bucks killed nine or ten nine or ten i can't remember a lot of deer 
lot of deer between the you know our little deer camp that we have there was nine uh nine bucks killed i'm pretty sure so it, we had a really successful year a lot of good deer and uh three of them one of our one of the smaller farms it's 80 acres it we got one, two, three, three bucks off of it and my doe off that one farm and nice. some of them we never seen before so it, it, it was pretty good and then yeah it was, it was just it was fun you weren't in the right place at the right time right you know. and i mean i kind of knew we kind of knew going in this year that we didn't have we didn't have as many good mature deer like we have in the past so i kind of knew it was going to be an off year but there's always that hope that something's gonna come by that you know that's out, yeah. of, out of its core area and you know it just well, and wasn't i think my ear for it's it. cool for the listener listeners to know and once again we don't judge anybody for the way they do stuff right. but you all try yep. to adhere to kind of a i'll call it a management plan where you, yeah you try not to shoot um younger deer mm-hmm. uh this year last year it was or years past it was we tried not to shoot anything lower than 140 this year we bumped it up to 145 and uh and to be honest i mean i don't know if it's a good thing or i mean it is what it is but we've only had two of the deer that got killed i'm pretty sure are the only ones that met that criteria and that was on kind of a completely different farm different yeah. management and sort of thing that met yeah. or didn't meet all that, the other ones didn't meet really and they were close though they i will were say close. this they were really close to it's so yeah. hard to judge yeah. right. right off so you gotta make decisions like you're talking about looking through binoculars trying to right. is that is that 140 well, 145 <laughs> and, uh, and for me every damn buck i ever see is like that's a freaking 200 inch deer <laughs> no i mean i feel like exact, you know what i'm saying that's right. exactly how i was this year you know because you always, whenever they're in the back of the truck, everybody's saying, oh, that's that, and that's that. I was off terribly this year. The first, <laughs> the first that we had three killed uh, op, uh, opening, op, day. opening day. So we had three of them in the truck uh, that evening or whatever. And I was off by 12 inches on one. I was off by 10 inches on one. I was off by like six on the other. I mean, it was just a weird year. So yeah. it, they, well, it threw I, I think off. we all were because you sent us some pictures whenever yeah. that happened. Like, oh, that thing's a stud. That thing's 160 plus, 170. He's like, no, that was 150. Yeah. <laughs> like, what? And pictures the, can be deceiving. Pictures I, are really deceiving. We were just talking about this uh, before we started recording on, uh, well, oh, we'll get yeah. to this on your uh, yeah. story, Andy. But, you know, you see a picture and you're like, oh, that I think this might be that. But, I mean, it just depends on the angle. It depends on, mm-hmm. you know, the backdrop, where the person's sitting in, in relation to the deer sometimes. Right. You know, there's a lot of folks out there that do a great job of – extending <laughs> yeah and everybody <laughs> you know it, and, and i think I've, I've probably done it a time or two myself. i think it's just fun to do See, oh yeah, oh, hell yeah. To look while, while also looking <laughs> have you seen some of the pictures like people just gagging on people where the yeah. guy is like 20 <laughs> feet back and he's just like in the <laughs> looks like a little toy soldier holding <laughs> yeah. up the yeah, uh, i love that it's those are funny yeah yep. yeah but anyways it was a really good deer good year got to see a lot of deer had a great time with everybody you know it's always fun getting to see those people that you only get to see a few times a year just it was it was a good time you yeah know? and you great. went back up this weekend and yeah i went back up this weekend this weekend it was kind of slow uh uh i hunted i kind of backed away from some of the other farms because some other family came in we just you know running out of spots and but one of my other good buddies that actually i started going up there with uh swise good I start. Uh, I hunted his farm for a few times because he was actually out of town for a wedding. So uh, I was able to hunt that farm, and that's that one. I sent that video. It had those three does. <laughs> You're pinned down. Oh. I was. I was doe hunting that day. Right. I was like, I, I want to get my doe out of the way, and 
me like an idiot. I just go up there and we. I didn't want to sit in the stands that we had set up there. So I was like, I'm just going to go lean up against these trees, lean, lean up against tree, had the other one, my gun, or I had my gun leaning against another tree. And I'm, cause I'm expecting them to come out further down. And then all of a sudden I just look to my right and she is right there. <laughs> I'm like, Oh crap. Oh crap. What do I do? What do I do? And she's just, she's got me pinned down. And so I'm just steady as a rock and, surprisingly they 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 hung around for at least five minutes like it was i was able to get that video obviously but i couldn't there was no way i was gonna be able to reach my gun and get a shot off so it was still pretty cool (laughs) just watch them then you got one the next day anyway or that night no no that that was friday morning because i took off and i was uh i got up uh, that was friday morning friday night not much action i saw some does but we never it wouldn't have been a good shot and then uh saturday morning i didn't see I saw two little scrub bucks, and then I got that doe uh, Saturday evening. So meet in the freezer, and, and it was right there at last light, you know. So yeah. meet in the freezer, baby. Oh yeah, no, it was good. She's a good sized doe. Uh, happy to take her. She's all cut up right now, actually, in my cooler in the truck. So <laughs> outside, yeah, yeah, nice. right now. So probably tomorrow I'll get her all butchered up a little more and get some meat on the smoker and do some jerky and other things. So next episode we'll have some jerky. <laughs> yeah. That's what I just heard. That's what, that's what I heard. No. That's what I heard. Why? Well, as long as I remember to grab that dehydrator. Yeah, so. Dehydrator is in my basement right now. Yeah. So yeah. Andy, you want to feel So we kind of, we're caught up till rifle season with you. What, how's your rifle season been? Rifle season been rough for me. Stressful. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We've been talking think, a little you know, bit. Was, but. <laughs> yeah. You, you put a lot, I, at least I feel like I put a lot of pressure on myself, I guess, during rifle season. If we don't get done in bow season, you know, with time's ticking. I've hunted a lot in the last three weeks. I mean, a lot, a lot. Uh, opening day. Let's see, I'm trying to think which day it was. Opening day, the neighbor um, killed one of the bucks that I passed uh, at, with my bow at about 10 yards. Uh, then that night, that same neighbor, which uh, I think is... Can we stop and go back to that? Go ahead. You you asked all of us. Now, you know, now I'm mad, right? Because he got killed and I passed on him. I should have just shot him, blah, 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 right? (laughs) This is a perfect spot for like the listeners to really understand too, that if, if you're in a situation, what do we all say to you? You made, you still made the right choice, right? I believe at one point in time you said, just stop, shot him, stupid. <laughs> I don't think I said that. Well, I might, I might have. Yeah. I like to give you a hard time. But, you know, if you're if you're adhering to a management plan right. and you're trying to, you're trying to, you know, shoot mature deer, um, it might not necessarily always be a, a huge rack. I mean, most of the time a mature deer is going to have a larger rack. But right. um, you were pretty sure the deer that you passed on was probably three and a half? He was three and a half, maybe four and a half. And... So you decided to pass on him with your bow, right. and obviously he got. And it was a borderline pass for me with my bow. Like I'm not blaming the neighbor at all. Oh no, no, I, good, it's good deer. I need to find out what he scored if he scored him. But and that neighbor coming to find out, he actually was only hunting that day. He was leaving. Uh, I take that back. He was he had that weekend to hunt. He left Monday morning to go work in South Carolina or South Dakota, one of the two, mm-hmm. South something. And uh, so that was all all the time he had. So oh, and that's perfectly those, fine. That's his. I mean, it's know, his decision to make, right? Yep. I've always said it's your damn tag. It's you right. you you use it the way you want to. Yep. But I, I think the point I'm trying to make to you is, if you made the the decision to pass on him, 
then that's that's the right decision oh, yeah. still. I mean, you can't yeah. control what's going to happen on other places, and nope. unfortunately, that deer walked the wrong direction yep. and got it on opening morning. But you know, that was the first thing you saw is as yep. one was down and. Uh, yeah, that was down, and then uh, like I said, his dad killed another one that we passed over on that farm uh, that same day, which is fine. Again, it teach their own. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that was basically opening weekend in a nutshell. Um, I passed a couple okay deer at the time. I mean, they're eight points, probably one twenties, one thirties for the most part. Just not what I'm looking for. I think uh, younger deer. There was one eight point. Well, then I guess I'll back up. I started hunting in the mornings. I'd get up and I would hunt from six thirty to about seven forty five. Got to be at I'd work take at eight. All my clothes and everything with me. I'd pull in the parking lot of work and basically I had my work clothes on underneath my bibs and my other stuff. You know, for rifle season, kind of a little easier to do that. Mm-hmm. Right. And so I just strip off those clothes, walk on into work, and uh, did that about every day. Uh, of the week and uh again kept seeing decent deer uh, i was go ahead and i would leave work and i would make it out there and uh you you would basically hunt two hours every day yeah you'd, you'd make it hour in the from, morning hour in the afternoon and if that's what you got that's what you got that's what i had and i was i was only going to like my easiest accessible stand uh, a couple times i just sat on the ground against a tree and watched you know and that's one of the times i did see the deer i, I hit with my bow is I sit in a spot you can only see the only spot you can see the corner of that field and it's I end up ranging it's about 360 yards away I think and that's when I seen him pretty uh, confident the first time so uh, so I kept doing that there was one mature eight point that I really contemplated <laughs> however in the back of my mind I'm stuck on one basically deer that i'm looking for <laughs> you know there's that one and a couple others and he just i hadn't even seen this eight point before um uh, the one that came by and he was decent but um uh, and then it kind of shut down I'm, I'm seeing does and small small bucks i'm seeing a lot of does and then i'm seeing six points i'm seeing you know rag eight points that are super young i'm seeing four corns uh had a new deer show up this thing uh might as well call him pop can because it looks like pop cans coming out of his head Brow tines are probably 10, 11 inches tall. And then right where you're right, the rack should turn to go out to your main beams and G2s, he just has two little crab claws. Huh. And so he's literally only a six point. He's not legal to shoot. And I've seen him probably four or five times, binoculars, scope, everything. I mean, I'm trying to find a kicker. <laughs> right. Where's that one inch I, point? I, yeah, I'm trying to find a kicker on one side just to give me four points there. And you know, I can't find it. For the listener, uh, our county still has the point restriction because right. not pretty sure not every county in Missouri has that. Correct. Yeah, I think Correct. Like ours does. Yeah, ours does. Jackson yeah. County. Jackson yeah, doesn't. Yeah. And I, yeah, I'm saying this ones. deer's four and a half, five and a half. I mean, he's got that big, thick body, full chest. He's a mature deer, um, but he's he's not legal for us to shoot. Yeah. Um, so I mean, we seem to have those around this year. Mm-hmm. As one of the spots I hunt, there's heck. I even nicknamed one of them Evaletti. Yeah. Because it looks like he's just got like satan's horns coming out of his head and they're these giant and that call might them, be uh, one of the most mature deer i've seen in a long time that deer has to be on i mean he might even be on the downhill side of life right but uh yeah he's got these just two main beams mm-hmm. um he technically is legal i actually think on one side because he has a, a, a three-point side and then he's probably got about a two and a half inch kicker coming out of his base you would just have to confirm it if you ever saw him 
But right. it's just him. There's that one. There's another six pointer at that place I hunt that I can't shoot. That yep. is, he's a, a he's pretty large six yeah, pointer. Long tines. Pretty and nice. then there was a seven uh, earlier in the summer that we haven't seen since probably August. Yeah. But um, that is probably legal as well. It's just he's. It's so odd to see such a large deer with almost no points. And no points. Yeah. Yeah. So. But. But. Um, so yeah, that that deer at least got your blood boiling a little bit, and then it did. And then I made myself, I calmed myself back down. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was one day this week after work that I took off to the deer stand, <laughs> and I know the story. Already. <laughs> I answered the phone, uh, my cell phone. Uh, it was after work hours. I worked the full day. Took off. I was like, ah, I should answer this. You know, I answered on the way there. Thing be short conversation. No, it wasn't. Uh, conversation went on. And it was one I really needed to take. As I'm sitting in my truck in the field, ready to walk in, a doe runs out in the middle of this field. Well, and here comes pop cans right out behind her, you know, just, and he's looks really nice from distance. So I'm sitting here, got this, this client on speakerphone, watching the deer through my binoculars. <laughs> and, uh, you know, so it, finally I you know, finished the conversation, got out, threw my bibs on, threw everything on. I take off. I get almost there, and I look, and I can see through a timber some does, so I crap. I start looking through binoculars. Don't see any bucks with them. It's okay. That's not the stand I want to get to. I there's a specific place I want to go that night. Something told me you got that intuition to go. So I turn. I take about five steps just so I can see over the crest of the hill and I can see antlers. I'm like, oh boy, I'm late. I'm too late. They're already in the field. And so I start looking, and I can see five on one side of that one. And I'm like, okay, that's, that one's nice. And I. So I have this stool that I was carrying. I get down. And I lay out. I'm, I'm putting it on him. And about that time, here comes another one over the hill. I'm like, oh, that's him. And I am, in another case, I was 90% sure it was the deer that I had shot with my bow. Right. And so then after that point, everything was like, I got I to gotta make this happen. Yeah. yeah. I don't know how, but I have to make this happen. And right now we're pushing probably 400 yards out there at the moment. Well, I kind of started getting lines. I was like, man, I, and I'm not comfortable shooting that far. I, I'm just not. Mm-hmm. And so he's out there moving around and it's like, all right. So I start creeping. They have no clue. I had the wind. So mm-hmm. I start creeping along the edge of the timber, moving, moving, moving. Well, then they kind of stop. So I stop. Okay. So I range him again and I'm within about 350. I'm like, okay, that's not bad. And he's standing there broadside and looking through binoculars. So I get down, lay out, put, put this gun across the bench, get a solid base. And I look through his scope. I'm like, wait a minute. That's not him. <laughs> I look back up, look through my binoculars. Him and another buck have rotated, and there's another buck standing in front of him. So had I shot, I would have shot the wrong deer. <laughs> so like, gosh, dang. So I, there's not paying attention anymore. So I grab my stool, and I start crawling, 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 crawling. And I'm literally at this point almost belly crawling through corn stalks trying to get close enough. And now <laughs> I, I range. I'm about 260 out, and he had separated from that buck. And I start getting ready. I'm like, all right. I know I can make this shot. So I'm starting ready to get on him. And about that time, a doe takes off running across the field. Well, here goes pop cans chasing her. And I'm like, oh, crap. Uh, so I get back on. And I, I click the safety off. I'm looking at him. And here comes a doe past him. And what does he do? Right Bolts. after her. He gimps his way with her. <laughs> I was that close. <laughs> that close to making it happen. And, yeah, he trotted off into the timber. And uh, that was the the closest thing I've had so far this year, pulling the trigger on the mature deer. Yeah. So. And you know, uh, for the listeners, Andy 
between the three of us is probably one of the most the most positive of us. <laughs> you know, I, I think I'm I'm the one who's always like negative about things sometimes, and and you are uh, definitely uh, struggling right now. <laughs> Uh, I'm not saying I'm the best deer hunter in the world. No, I don't mean hunting. I mean oh, no, I'm mentally, you hunting, are definitely. <laughs> and it's got me at a bad mental spot. <laughs> you, yeah, usually. I doubled two years ago. Me and Nate both did the same year. Before that, I mean, I pretty regularly feel like I can find a good buck. I didn't kill one last year, which I was after a specific deer last year, mm-hmm. and that was fine. This year, I had no specific deer starting out. Right. Surely I can get a good buck. My brother-in-law's capitalized on his his deer for quest. There's there's deer out there on this property I'm hunting that I know if I get it put us up there in the top 15, top 10 and uh <laughs> here I am. He is, <laughs> I, 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 I don't yeah. throw something through my walls right now. <laughs> here I am just beat my head against the wall trying to find him and it's just not working out. Remember this, and, and every listener that hasn't harvested something yet, it is freaking November 22nd. There's still a lot of time left. If you are a bow hunter in our our state, you have until January 15th. That, and you got late season, you know, the alternative season. Sure. And for you specifically, Andy, the farm you, you mainly hunt, you can get on them. Oh yeah, I know. In a, in a late season setting, you know, after this rut kind of slow starts slowing back down, I just put a lot of pressure on myself already, and you shouldn't. Hunting's supposed to be fun, no, first yeah, of all. Yeah, exactly. And uh, I've, like I said, I've just hunted so much trying to make it happen. I, I've almost, I almost say, burned myself out because I will keep going. And we I, all do that. I have it in me. I, I just. But uh, what got me down a little more was yesterday morning. Yeah, a little more. I was about to go back, and I re- I swear I was. Hey, this sounds like a made-up story. I was about to march back to the northeast corner. I carry my climber when I do that. Right. I hunt. I have a climber. I don't have a permanent stand back there right now. And it was the morning. I'm like, oh, I don't feel like walking all the way back in there. Like that's it. And it's probably a mile hike from, from where you have to park. So I picked a stand in the timber closer. About 8.30, bang, neighbor shoots. I know exactly where the neighbor's you know stand is, uh, assuming he's in the one I'm thinking. And I kind of crap. So I sent him a Facebook message. Hey, did you get one this morning? And a little time goes by. He sends me a picture, and it is the big one that I have on camera out there. And I'm not talking about the one that I shot with my bow. I'm talking about the biggest one in that 180 That you're aware that, of. That I'm that aware of. There. Yeah, the rut like we talked about shakes everything up. But congratulations to him. Uh, he's hunted there for several years. He's actually on his grandpa's farm. Uh, stud of a deer. Yeah, it's a monster. Yeah, it was a stud. I think it, it rough scored one seventy three. That's a that's a deer. And uh, yeah, so, so I got some pretty good trail cam pictures of him. I sent the guy and said, hey, you know, I, if it was me, I'd like to have him. So I shared some cool trail cam pics with him, and congratulations to him. So, and at the same time, you're inside dying a little. Yeah, at the same time, <laughs> that little bit of a hope goes away because I hadn't seen that deer yet. And so I'm not, even, I hadn't even seen that one yet. Right. I, it's one of those right. ghosts you just knew that he was you know, there. you know, he's there, but yes. you don't know when, when, where, if he will come out. And uh, one of those, I guess, hope in the back of your mind that hey, this deer hadn't been killed yet because if it has been, you'd known about it. Right. Type right. Deal. You know, right. somebody would would have said something. And uh, they did. <laughs> I've seen it. 
Yeah. But uh, well, congratulations to awesome him. Awesome deer. And, uh, well, I'm just going to keep uh, beating that. Killed a coyote this morning. That was a positive. That's know? always fun. Yep. That's Take those frustrations out every, on those guys. Uh, not every hunt's a – what is it? Not every coyote hunt's a deer hunt, but every, every deer, deer hunt's, hunt's a coyote. A coyote. <laughs> Absolutely. So, uh, I yep. Was, well, I was talking to a guy up north. Well, we were eating last night, and uh, one of our old friends up there, uh, we're going to go up there and do some coyote hunt with hounds. So oh, looking, yeah. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, so, it would be fun. Yep. My neighbor actually has some, some they're like world-class coyote dogs. It really? goes down to competitions like Mississippi and nice. South yeah. Carolina. Yeah. Does pretty well in them. So that's yeah. pretty cool to watch those dogs. Yeah, see, I've never, and, I've never been a part of that. I've heard of it and mm-hmm. stuff, and it's pretty big up north. Yeah. And, you know, I know a few guys that have done it, but I've never seen it or done it, and so I'm really looking forward to that. Nice. My dad used to have coyote dogs, actually. Really? Really. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. I kind of feel bad getting into my story now. Yeah, yeah let's hear your story, <laughs> so Nathan. I had my downer. Now, now the reason Nathan isn't his normal down self yeah, you, is let's, let's, if, if Nathan haven't hasn't had success because you've in past you've usually at least gotten something by now. You, I mean, no, last year I didn't harvest anything. Last well, year, last year, no, I did. I did pass on. I was happy. I was happy to have not harvested anything last year. Uh, mostly because I, I had multiple opportunities. I just this didn't take right. them. Yeah. yeah. And it wasn't the right one. Before you get into it, I do want to throw a shout out to Pat. Yeah. Pat doubled Our up. buddy Lucky Pat again. Yeah, Lucky yeah. Pat. Yeah. He, uh, uh, what day was that? It was middle of the week. It was, oh, yeah. It was Thursday. What day was the that? day I went back to work. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so, funny story. Yeah. Tell that one. Well, the, the bad part is the day before, the big one from that farm that he'd been chasing got hit by a car yeah that sucks ended up scoring 164 ish i think is what what mm-hmm. it was um so he's a little down about that but he had just a limited amount of time to hunt he was had something going on this weekend couldn't hunt so he ran out there that morning and uh about seven thirty. funny story is my dad was out there servicing the combine getting ready to shell beans and seen this buck run over the hill and he's like, oh, well, Pat, hope you're awake. And about that time, he shot. And so <laughs> dad went down and helped him uh, drag it out. But um, he had a nice seven-point run by him. Uh, should have been an eight, but he has a, the brow tine. There's a Broke hole clean off. where the brow yeah, tine should weird. be. It's weird. Yeah. But uh, super good deer, real good mass. And uh, he made the best of his time and doubled up for the year. But uh, Yeah, congrats. So yeah. Pat yeah. is tagged out also. Lucky yep. Pat again. Yep. Yep. He had to go to work, <laughs> so yeah, he, he uh, put the deer in the back of Dad's truck, tagged it and everything, and uh, I had to be at work, he had to be at work, so we met up at lunch and uh, gutted the deer, took care of it, and his wife took it to the locker for him, yep. so uh, it was kind of all hands on deck. Yeah, it was one of them thing. days, like, if you would have killed it Monday, Tuesday, or Wednesday, Right. I, I took Tuesday and Wednesday off of work last week to hunt, Right. and then I ended up killing it mine opening morning, and I just told my boss, I'm like, hey... I've been hunting a lot, so I'm just going to do some honeydews around the house. I painted my kids' room. So I just kept Tuesday and Wednesday off. kids around the kitchen. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, and then went back to work Thursday. And, of course, Thursday's when Pat kills it. And he's like, what are you doing? I'm like, on my way to Branson for work. <laughs> Dang it. Yep. Uh, I've been happy to help. I love going and dragging deer out and helping my buddies. And, um, unfortunately, I was on the road that morning. But So, yeah, I mean uh, – this that six day stretch that I had, um, going from Monday harvesting my archery buck to opening morning of the rifle season was probably the coolest. I mean, six day stretch I'll ever have hunting. <laughs> That's never going to happen like that again. Probably. I mean, 
it was just uh, kind of cool how everything played out, I guess. And, you know, these are both these deer came off grandpa's farm and I'm kind of excited about it. Uh, um, I guess I would just kind of get into the story on yeah. the rifled deer. So um, it's a pretty cool story. If people remember our last episode. What day did you shoot your archery deer? Archery deer uh, would have been the Sunday before, recovered him Monday morning. Okay. Um, so that would have been, I don't know how you count days. Monday, so rifle season started Saturday. 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 So, so you got a week there you days? didn't get to hunt. Right. And uh, just kind of, it's cool because we re- actually referenced Scorpion, mm-hmm. by the way, is his nickname for everybody that follows along with that. Uh, Mike is sitting here shaking his head. Yeah. Uh, I referenced him in that that archery episode uh when he got up out of his bed and russell and i both saw him walk west yep um and then he crossed the um driveway and, and was chasing a doe mm-hmm. and he and russell and i tried to make a he move on chased him. him around for a yeah, little bit that was this is that deer this is the, the the big deer at the property that we were after and we've known him for at least two years um i'm pretty sure a third year um we've we've known this deer so it's it's a deer that we were both kind of after and it's cool because he showed back up on cameras just a few weeks ago. Yeah. Just kind of like they do at this property. And um, so there's this story is really cool because it's just, it's a crazy morning. I mean, <laughs> from the second I got out there to the second I laid my hands on him, there was a nonstop action, whether it was deer related or not, <laughs> the entire day. Um, so anyway, so I, I killed my archery buck. Mm-hmm. And throughout the week had been talking to folks and I was like, you know what? I'm, I think I'm just going to take my bow now and take it hunting. And I believe Russell's words, exact words were to me, the hell you are <laughs> um, for people listening. So I've got my grandpa's gun that we've kind of been restoring a little bit this year. I've got a brand new, nice Leopold scope on it. I changed the bolt on it. Um, Russell and I still have plans to do other things. We just didn't get them done, um, changing the trigger out and things like that. And mm-hmm. I've been kind of restoring grandpa's gun. Well, Russell's been doing a lot of that work basically for me and mm-hmm. with me. And, uh, so when I told him, I thought about not taking the rifle, he's like, are you kidding me? No, I've spent all this time. <laughs> so you're it. at least taking it, uh, opening, you know, day. So in, in my mind, I was going to take it opening weekend. And then if I didn't see anything or kill anything, Maybe, you know, go back to my bow. So I took it opening morning. Um, and the way our property that we hunt out there sets up is every rifle season turns into a chaotic craziness. Um, mm-hmm. When we Main, boat. Yeah, mainly because you got other hunters yeah. that come in. Orange yeah, Army shows. When we, yeah, when we bow Army. hunt, nobody else is out there hunting at all right. in, in an entire area. When rifle season hits, there is multiple guys to our south, multiple guys to our east, multiple guys to our southeast. That's what it is. Hey, and I mean, there's literally a guy that sits 150 yards behind me on their property right. every year, and I can mm-hmm. see him. You know, he sees me, which we'll get into. But uh, so every year when I go out there, I make sure I'm sitting in my stand at a minimum an hour before first light so that they bump deer to me. Because they will walk in, and I'm not judging anybody. They usually walk in about 15 minutes after after sunrise. Right. Not th- first light. I think you've talked to these guys before, too, and they, they're not from around 
our area. No, those guys that you're talking about actually come up from south, southern Missouri, right. and they're on a different farm, oh, okay. farm to the, to the west. But uh, we actually didn't see them this year um, for some reason. Hmm. But, no, this guy I've never talked to, and, I mean, it seems, you know, he does – not like he's doing anything illegally. He just shows up at – right. You know, I think today or this on Sunday he walked in at 7:20. Yeah, and whatever. I mean, there's a lot of folks that'll do that so that they can see as they're walking in instead of walking in the dark. Uh, and so that if they bump anything, they can right. potentially get a shot at it. So anyway, I'm in there an hour before first light, and the second I sit down, there are deer all around me. Can't tell what they are, obviously. In right, the dark. you just see the bodies moving. Oh yeah, I know there was bucks co- coming cruising behind me, and it's just, I mean. The second I sit down, right at first light, uh, this deer scorpion, I see him, I see a big buck, don't know, it was about 400 yards away, bedded in the middle of a bean field with what I thought was two does at the time. And I get my binos out and I, I can see a large rack, don't know who it is for sure, but see him get up and he chases one of the does uh, into uh, that pa- a patch of timber north of me. And... Basically, long story short, on that part, right at first light, I see that happen. I don't shoot him till almost 9.30. Hmm. I essentially had my binos on that patch of timber for three hours at that <laughs> point. Because I, I, I knew he chased her in there. And then what I ended up noticing was that second doe that I thought was a doe was actually a tiny little buck. And he would hang out in the bean field outside of that timber. So you knew he was still there. And I knew that he, the big guy was in there with her, probably breeding her and stuff like that. And that other one was trying to get a crack at it. Mm-hmm. So I basically pervert. <clears throat> <laughs> kept my eyes. Nate's a peeping Tom. <laughs> That's what I was doing. Um, kept my eyes on that timber. And the way the, the property set up, I was quite certain they were not going to exit that timber to the north. Mm-hmm. So I'm just like, man, if I can just be patient here whatever deer is in there, I can get a crack at. Right. You just got to wait them out. Yeah, and I saw buck after buck after buck after buck. walk. I had one buck walk right under me at one point in time, just tongue hanging out, panting, just. And I remember looking at him and going, buddy, and he was heading to the east and then south, and it looked like he was going to cross the creek, go to the property to our south. And I said, you better not cross that creek or you're going to (laughs) die. And I hear him walk through the water across the creek and kapow bang and that guy shoots and uh that deer is probably 60 yards to my southeast and that guy is another probably 60 yards to that that bucks um south so he shoots that deer and i i'm like oh shit you know all this commotion not not that the deer i wanted right. to shoot but just a bunch of commotion i was worried it was going to mess with what was happening in front of me mm-hmm so I watched, I watched the guy get down, he gusts the deer, leaves, goes and gets his four-wheeler and two buddies. They come back, making all kinds of racket. And at, at one point, I'm like, I'm going to get down. This sucks, right? But the And this is all happening 60 yards just across the creek from me. Right. But at the same time, I'm sitting there going, you have been watching this timber. You can see the other buck just outside of it. You know he's in there with her. Be patient. Stay here. Right. Just wait it out. And I, I let them do their thing. It took them a while to do what they were doing. And they finally got on their four-wheeler and left again. And so after they left, I, uh, I, I gave it about half an hour to settle down. And I um, thought, what can I do to maybe <clears throat> draw them out of here? So I 
I let the loudest, I call it a roar, out that I could. Just a nice deep grunt, you know, a kind of a challenging type of a roar. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> excuse me, towards that, that timber. And he came tearing out of that timber straight towards me looking for a fight. And we'll go back to something, by the way, that was really interesting that happened after the fact. But so he comes tearing out of there, <clears throat> gets to about 125 yards or so. And uh, I, he finally stops. He was running. I mean, basically trotting towards me. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. He was, he was, that was pissed cool. off. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I was kind of like, dude, stop running because <laughs> I don't want you to go okay. too far. It's okay. <laughs> and uh, he finally stops. 125-ish yards away from me and gives me a shot. So I settle everything down. Um, for those listeners, by the way, the gun that I've been restoring of my grandpa's is a 300 Win Mag. So it's plenty large. Heavy gun. Yeah. <laughs> for a deer. Um, and I settled my, my crosshairs. Um, <clears throat> and I felt very proficient with this gun. I mean, we've been shooting it, you know, getting it restored. Um, am I as proficient with a rifle as I am with my bow? Not a chance. Right. But I felt perfectly happy with this, this rifle. Um, so settle my crosshairs and I give it to him and I watch him jump in the air. What looks like 30 feet. I mean, it looks like, you know, I thought, Oh, I've just blew him up. <laughs> right. <laughs> and he, he lands after he kind of does that first jump. And I'm like, all right, see ya, dude, you know, fall down any moment. Gonna now. do a circle and drop. <laughs> yeah. And he stands there like a statue for five full minutes at least. And when he landed, he kind of landed. <clears throat> there was a tree in between himself and me where I could not get his vitals again. So I, I had to sit there and watch him. Oh, man. And I'm just like, why are you not falling down? I know I just smoked you. Um, and he just stood there. And I'm sitting there going, I don't know. What, what do wanna, you do? What do I do with my hands? <laughs> <laughs> so he finally takes one or two small steps forward. <clears throat> and I'm like, all right, I got to do this again. I kind of rushed the second shot. I'm pretty sure after investigation, I don't think I hit him on that second shot. I'm pretty sure I also saw a little bit of dirt fly just in front of like his neck, you know, so behind him a little bit. And so I'm like, okay, no big deal. And just at that moment, a thought creeped in my mind. And this is a nice lesson learned for all of our (laughs) listeners here. Um, So my box of ammo, my gun holds three rounds. It's a bolt action, 300 wind mag. Um, and my box of ammo the night before that I got out to put in my bag had three rounds left. <laughs> I've got 80 rounds of this stuff. And so I just told myself, Hey, in the morning, I'll grab another few before I leave. Well, that was forgotten. So that did not happen. Yeah. In the, in the morning. I've had that just at that moment, that thought hit me. Oh shit. You have one left. <laughs> now you obviously had your scope Were you able did you ever put binoculars on him and see if you could see if yeah, you okay. hit him before with your first shot? Yeah, after the first shot, I, I put the binos up because I could see him. I couldn't right. really see his vitals. It was essentially the, like the tree was covering his right. vitals. And so I could see him sitting there, and he was just standing there. And I couldn't really see the vitals, so I couldn't see if there was blood pouring out of him or, or what. And no, it just looked like he was like a zombie all of a sudden. Just in the middle of a cut bean field, just, just stoned. Yeah. yeah, the the doe. So to go back, this is the weird thing I was telling you. When when I roared, he came tearing out of that that timber. She followed him. 
Hmm. Like one of those, not my man. You're talking smack, smack to my man, <laughs> something like that. You know, it was the weirdest thing. Like he, because he ran a hundred yards out of that timber straight towards me, and it's like she. It's just kind of funny that she followed him. She, yeah. And as soon as I shot him the first time, she bolted, and that little buck actually bolted with her and mounted her, because she, she ran towards me and then mounted her. <laughs> it was hilarious. He was trying to do his thing and it wasn't working really good for him. But. um it's just kind of funny. He, he, he still watches. <laughs> he took the one chance he got, and he just he he, he took it. So I anyway, get, I get it. I get it. <laughs> <laughs> that thought creeped in my mind. Oh shit! I have one round left, but you've got to be there's you've you've got to be dead here. He finally turns and makes this slow little walk <clears throat> down to the ditch that leads back up to this timber. And he gets to the edge of the ditch and stands there. And I'm like, you're going to get it a third time. I, I don't know what's going on here. <clears throat> so I, I line him up. I take my time. And the third shot, I watch it just smoke, smoke him right in the shoulder. And I see him. The only thing I can try to explain it like is a heavyweight boxer took a punch. Like I see him take this round. Right. Just the ripples go just, through the skin. I see yeah, him like I, I see him like take the punch, and then he just bounces right back and stands there again. Hmm. And I'm just like, "What is going on?" And right about ten seconds after the round hits him, <clears throat> I see him. Uh, what I thought was jump into the ditch. Coming back, we'll go back to that. But what I thought what I saw was him jump into that ditch, and so I'm like, "Great." I think now he's going to bed somewhere, and I'm out of ammo. This is like, oh, no, this is my worst nightmare coming to coming to play. Because when he came out the second time, I knew it was this buck we nicknamed Scorpion. Mm-hmm. Uh, been after him all summer, or not all summer, all season. And so my brother-in-law, Russell, who's been on the show before, um, wasn't feeling very good Saturday, so he actually didn't go hunting. Usually we go together opening morning. Right. It wasn't the vid. Just a little cold. <laughs> yep. So, yeah, he was just feeling bad. So I felt like crap, but I ended up calling him. I'm like, you've got to get here now. I'm out of ammo. You need to bring me some. He's like, what happened? I'm like, I just shot him. I'm pretty sure he just jumped down to the ditch. And I don't think he's dead. I don't know what's happening. I hit, I hit him. At, at this point, I knew I hit him twice. And I'm like, I don't know what's going on. I watched the third shot hit him in the shoulder. Um, I, dude, I don't know what's up. He's like, okay. So he, <laughs> he, he drives out and, and walks to me and gets me some ammo. And long story short, I get down, you know, load back up, and I, I walk the ditch towards the deer. Mm-hmm. What ended up happening was what I thought was him jumping down into the ditch was him falling down into the ditch dead. Nice. Just didn't notice it. So when I got up to where that happened, there he was at the bottom. Right. Of course, he jumped 14 feet straight down. So now I had to drag him straight up. But oh, geez, I bet that was fun. I yeah. bet Russell was really happy with <laughs> yeah. you. <laughs> yeah, thanks, bud. Yeah, drag so, out, out of ammo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so uh, it was it was pretty cool. It was just a <clears throat> it was one of those events that the nervousness never really hit me because I had been in this this waiting game with him for three hours. Right. I knew, I didn't know it was him the entire time, but if you see a buck from 400 yards away at first light and you can't, don't really have that much light to know who it is. And all you can tell is it's a large buck. 
it's a it's a shooter no matter what. Right. I mean, that's a big deer. Mm-hmm. So, um, I knew it was a big deer. <clears throat> then when he came running out of that timber, I knew it was him. Mm-hmm. So, um, it's one of them deals where patience really paid off. I mean, there was a couple times I contemplated getting down and trying to get around the cornfield and see if Do I could a little sneak see attack down or into something. it from the, the top. And I thought, no, he's going to come out. There's, yeah. He's he's got two options. He can go north, and <clears throat> for multiple reasons, I didn't think he was going to. Number one, there's nothing north for them really, and the wind was coming out of the south, so he would have been walking with the wind to his back this time of year. Sometimes they throw caution to the wind, right. sure, but I just had that feeling that if that doe was going to come out of there, she was gonna. She would come south. Now I will say, uh, reading like body language is a good <coughs> good thing here. The um, after I shot him and I saw him, what I thought was jump down to that ditch, I had my binos once again on the, the timber. And I saw that doe come back out of it and the small buck follow her. Mm-hmm. And I never saw him. So I was positive that he was there. Right. Whether he was just bedded or what, you didn't know. Right. But <clears throat> obviously. He died. That's <laughs> because he was dead. But um, it's one of them deals where I was just, you, you stay even with the guy shooting behind me and all this craziness going on. Right. Just stuck to it. Stuck stick to it. He's right. He's there. You know, be patient. And this is where I mean luck always plays into hunting sometimes. Oh, yeah. I mean every every harvest you get, you you got lucky somehow, right? Mm-hmm. Um that deer, Scorpion, six days before, we watched him get up out of his bed and walk west on the property to my south. He bedded not probably 10 yards from where that guy's stand was mm-hmm. a week before that. All it took was him with that doe 60, 80 yards further south, and now he's not on that property anymore. You know, right. So sometimes you, you the what the sun shines on a dog's ass yeah. every once in a while. Once yeah. while. Blind squirrel finds nut. <laughs> yeah, and <clears throat> that's, that's what happened in this situation. He was luckily with her on our, my side. Um which is where rifle season always freaks me out uh, from from that standpoint, right? Right. Because you never know. I mean, you never know. I mean, that deer. I don't the, have a. It's the good thing and the bad thing because if you don't have a potential shooter on your farm that you know of, there's the potential of something coming in there and right. moving into that area. So. Yeah. And I know with with bow season, that deer getting up on the the neighboring property is not going to affect d- anything, d- right? Because there's matter. nobody there hunting, but. It's just, it's crazy that that day, I, you know, the Lord blessed me a little bit, I guess you'd call it, by putting him on our side right. and then chasing her into our timber and staying in there and just giving me the chance to, to be patient. Yeah. So, um, really excited about him. He's uh, the biggest deer I've shot. What do you end up scoring? Uh, well, I, I rough scored him in the back of a truck <laughs> with a trophy tape, which is kind of cool, but sometimes it's not the easiest thing. Um, he'll be somewhere around 155 to 160. So he's a, it's a good deer. He's, and we know he's a minimum of. For sure. What? Five and a half. I'd say he's five and a half just because we've got at least two years with him, And the third, the, the first year with him, 95% sure that's him. So So that would put him at three and a half. By the time you probably notice him, he's two and a half, then two years ago. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, and I would say the first year we have him. He was most likely three and a half with a decent rack. Right. Which could have been a, a really solid two and a half year old. You just don't know. 
Yeah. But great deer. Um, what was really cool about that day too is my other brother-in-law Grant um, went hunting and killed one like 20 minutes before I I shot him on a a, a property. What do you think? 20 minutes away, east of us. Yeah. And so after I made that first or the third shot, got a hold of Russell, also got a hold of Grant. Grant had already texted me that he killed one. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> Grant uh, hunts with a uh, lever action open sights 30-30. Oh, oh really? Which is really cool. Old yeah. school. Yeah. I like it. And uh, so he, he had just got his deer loaded up. Sorry. You said lever action. I know. That kind of threw me off. Yeah. It's not lever. Lever? Lever. Lever. Sorry. <laughs> Them lever actions. <laughs> and uh He'll lever here. He had just <laughs> loaded his deer. What? <laughs> oh my god. Anyways, he just He had just his loaded deer. his deer and I'm like, hey, if you don't mind, will you because he'd be driving home right by the farm I'm on. If you don't mind, will you stop at the uh the top of the lake and when I start walking the ditch to see if he's in there if i happen to bump him at least you can be up top and let block me know it. if he yeah. well not block him he's not gonna be able to do anything right but i mean but at least let me know hey he just took off right and then at least i would know um so grant um sat up in this truck with his son and uh his son went with him and got to watch his dad kill a deer which is cool. awesome yep. uh his son's only six yeah. or so so um and then after that, after I recovered him, Grant came down and we b- pulled his deer out and we we took pictures together and all mm-hmm. that cool stuff. It's just kind of an extra cool story. Yeah, to adds the, to uh, all the experience. To the experience, and you know, once again, Russell coming through, uh, not feeling good, coming out and bringing me ammo. That that is definitely a lesson learned, by the way. Uh, be a I've, better, be a better shot. I was oh, going to say, let's get better that, the first by the way. Time. Let's go back to that. <laughs> Says me. Yeah. <laughs> So, second shot, like I said, I'm pretty sure I, I missed. Yeah. The first shot, I, I hit him almost. I'll be honest with you. I don't know how he didn't fall over dead right there. Um, he was quartered to me a little bit on the for, first shot. So, it exited a little further back. But the literally, the entrance was perfect. Perfect. And it was on the opposite side as the third shot. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. So, the third shot, um, you know, I could see where the mm-hmm. entrance was for the first shot and the third. If that makes right. sense. So the third shot, once I start, you know, taking him apart and gutting him and stuff, there was almost nothing left of his heart. So how he took that and then just stood there like a stud is beyond me. Yeah. Um, that third shot entered right through the shoulder and right, right through the, right through the heart. And so mm-hmm. it's just amazing how tough these animals are when they're full of testosterone and then of course what they already are. Right. Um, now I will say he took the shot, stood there for 10 seconds, fell over dead. Right. But how did he not just fall over right there? Is, right. is it beyond me? I mean, he was, he, he was doing everything he could to stay alive. Yeah. Um, so, and some, I think one of our listeners might've even said something about a death March that sometimes they go on where he yeah. didn't move more than from the first shot to the third shot or from where he died. He might have walked a total of thirty yards t- right. tops. I think that death march they were talking about. Whenever I uh, hit my deer, and if I got one lung, they go on like this three mile. A single lung can. deer can go on like a three mile death march and just go. I mean, they don't stop. They they just keep running and running and running for right. like three miles, and then <clears throat> all over dead. So maybe he went into this death standstill where he just stood there for five minutes, yeah. and then 
if I had just let him stand there, he would have fell over dead right there. I, I'm guessing you probably hit lungs, and like you, like we were talking about, that it, they had to fill up, you know. So right. you sitting there, literally, it sounds bad, but you're drowning right in real. Right in while front of me. stood there. Yeah. Didn't know what was going on. Right. And, I mean, you did the right thing by shooting again. I mean, if I would, I, anytime I get a, if I have a second shot at something, I'm going to take the second yeah. shot. Oh, yeah, no doubt. You know, even if I know that first one's a good one, you <laughs> know, I'm still going to take that second shot just mm-hmm. to yeah. get it. Quick as know, possible. Yeah. It's it just funny how uh, that, right in between that second and third shot, that it, it hit me like a ton of bricks. <laughs> Oh, like uh, you don't more. have any more. <laughs> you, it's just kind of one of them deals where one I mean, shot, we've all <laughs> we've all done it. So when I got to the stand and sat down, yeah, I knew I only had three rounds, but I'm like, but whoop de doo, plenty. Uh, yeah. you, you forgot the rest. I mean, a lot of people will put you know a couple rounds in their bag or whatever. That's uh, why I do. I, I just, have two in my pocket. Sure, and like I said, I was going to. It just slipped my mind that morning trying to get out of there, and and then you know. I, I thought came back to bite me after that third shot. So um, that was when I was like, oh, my God, what am I going to do now? But right. um, it's pretty cool uh, opening morning of rifle yep. season. And, like, so after 930, done. I was done again. And Yeah, I got that text, uh, the farm I was at, service is spotty, and we were down the bottom or whatever. And we were driving up the hill, and I get that ding, I'm like, that son of a bitch. <laughs> That's awesome. So Yeah, and what's great about that that place is if you listen to our last episode, all of these deer had returned within the last I'd say sometime around October 25th, these bucks showed back up. And, and they're gone for months. Uh a month probably. At least a month, 6 weeks, you know, they kind of do whatever they do and they had all started showing back up around the 25th, and then he had pretty much been there every <clears> – <throat> I mean, we've got cameras all over this farm, but you still never know for sure. He had pretty much been there every other day from the 25th to the 14th. Yep. And so <clears throat> I had this feeling that he was there, um, and I even – I remember asking you the night before about where I should go because – the other place I hunt, you know, I hadn't been back there since I, I'd killed my archery deer and I hadn't hunted there in a while. So there was a lot of question on, you know, where I should try out. Um, and it's just, it's just really cool in, in one year. And I know you guys are a little bit struggling with the bucks at least, mm-hmm. um, but you both taken a dose. So there's not, I mean, that's awesome. But in one year I was able to kill my first archery deer off of grandpa's and my first deer off of grandpa's. And then... Um, a deer that I had been after, you know, I'd right. actively a known. Buck. my archery buck. The first time he ever showed up on that property was October 26th ever. Now we Russell and I had never seen him hmm. on that property. So that was really cool. Cause it was my first archery kill, um, at that property. Right. And then the, the rifle one was the, the first buck that the, the second buck I've really been after mm-hmm. more than, you know, a year. And then, you know, to, to add icing on the cake, it's my largest uh, buck to date now. Yeah. It's just really cool that it happened at Grandpa's. and With um, your Grandpa's restored gun. With yeah. Well, it's a different grandfather. But, well, still um, a grandfather. Yeah, my yeah. grandfather. I call it Grandpa's. It's actually my wife's family. Right. But, I mean, hell, I, at this family. point, <laughs> I've been with her for 20-some years. So, um, yeah, with my Grandpa's restored gun. So, I'm really glad Russell basically told me, uh, the hell you're not taking your your bow you're gonna at least take that rifle um 
I feel like I might have been able to, to get a shot at him with my bow had I been in our, our stand on that side. Um, had I had a bow, I might have moved to a different stand. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was moving that direction when I draw, drew him out of that, that timber. But who knows? I mean, it's right. the rut, man. If, if that doe maybe would have taken off north, he might have taken off with her at that point. Never know. Oh, he, yeah. I definitely would have. He was swiftly moving towards that stand. Um, and had I had my bow, I might have got a shot there too. But um, Hindsight's twenty twenty. Oh, yeah. I don't, don't, and I don't, I don't care. matter. <laughs> no, I, I, I really don't care. I mean. He's in the freezer, so. Uh, That's right. I um, busted out, you know, maybe, like I said, once a year. Uh, this year, this gun was um, – like I said, worked on. I mean, I think I I put a. Uh, uh, if my wife is listening to this, sorry, babe. I think a thousand dollar scope on it at least. Um, I mean, I've, I've spent some money restoring this thing, and right. I think even next year I might look at a new stock. Um, just depends on what Russell and I can kind of do on that, but yeah, uh, and a new trigger. Um, was going to do that this year, just kind of ran out of time. We don't. I don't spend all my time on rifles, just like you guys. Right. Um, I spent more time on a rifle this year than I've have in probably the last 10 um but that that's where you kind of feel good you know it's like hey you've you've worked on it um you know most everybody hopefully listening at least shoots a rifle before they go rifle hunting right but um you know it's it was dialed in this year for more more than any other year it would have been so i felt good about it which is kind of what's kind of pisses me off about him not dying right there on the first shot but it is what it he is. He would have, I think. Tough just, animals. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's crazy how tough they are. So. For sure. So you're tagged out this year. So you're done. I'm done. You're going to be able to get the last, well, we got two days left? We two days left. I, we'll see. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not going to stress about it too much. Right. But I'll probably slip out there either tomorrow night or Tuesday night. Yeah, see if you can yeah. get something done. I'm, I probably won't be able to do any more uh, rifle this year, yeah. but uh, – and it'll be limited as far as my archery season. They'll be able to go on the weekends here and there right? and stuff. So we'll just see how it goes. Yeah. But then we get into uh, – we'll start our predator hunting. So I'm looking forward to that. I'm, Especially right. with the new laws that are going to be passed or yeah. that are passed that are going to start in Missouri. Right. Uh, we're actually going to have an episode, by the way, on that um, at some point for everybody about the new, um, new laws in the state of Missouri with predator hunting and – uh, we're excited about that. We'll have um, a couple people on with MDC mm-hmm. uh, talk about that. And there's some really cool tournaments in our in our area. Yeah, that we'll we usually do every year. So hopefully yeah. we'll be able to do them again. Um, yeah, I was just talking to our friends at Movets Outdoors at the Processor last week. Um, they're going to have another one this year, and um, I think they're going to call it Corona 2.0 or something like that. Because <laughs> their their tournament, if you remember, we didn't go to it. it. Yeah, because of Corona. Because it yeah. just, like, stuff just started shutting down, and I remember our wives yeah. being like, "That's no, yeah. you're not doing that. Right, yeah. Um, so I think they're nicknaming it something funny like that good. for this year. So we're, we're going to hopefully do that. And Good luck to all of our listeners the rest of the season. We are recording this on what day? November 22nd. Yep. There is almost two full months left of hunting. Did I do that right? November, December. Yeah. yeah almost. Deer hunting. Of, of deer hunting. So Duck it, season's now open, I think. I'm not a duck hunter, but <laughs> I'm pretty sure I, I hear shotguns all the time. Yep. Yeah. I think Russell's been uh, been out. Grant's been out. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. So no need to, uh, to start pressing. I mean, this season's really just getting going you still got time you still got late season late season's always a good one if you can get on some food so i think the reason people press so much 
right about now, and I'm looking at Andy and mm-hmm. he's smirking at me, but it's not just you. You get on social media, on Facebook and Instagram, and you are just flooded. I don't know. If it, Missouri's got some giants falling this year, wanna, I feel like. I know, oh, no doubt. It just seems like everybody's that rut killing studs. I year. think it did. I think yep. the rut was timed perfectly. Yep. With rifle season, there's some great bow kills uh, last week of bow season. There's yeah. been some monsters killed in Missouri. Yeah. But you get on these social media platforms, and you see all these big deer going down. Mm-hmm. And that's where some people start pressing because they're like, all right, I saw this guy. I saw this person. Everybody's getting something. Why not me? Why not me? Right. Well, it is what it is. I mean. Yeah. Whether it's uh, just sometimes the right time or whatever you know yep. it, it still can happen you still have time so make sure you guys the rut's are, still going on right now right um, we'll have that second rut usually we'll have the and then then the you you hardcore bow hunters um stuff starts getting a little more normal again and, and late season a lot of people put down good deer at late during late season yep yep um you know tactics go a little back more to normal for you you bow hunters out there after this rut kind of subsides and you can start you know trying not to just hold on i guess when the rut hits and just all hell breaks loose but there's there's a lot of really cool things that happen during the rut and there's a lot of things that uh are crazy during the rut but that's what's so fun about it i think it's just different it's different than early season it's different than the pre-rut it's different than everything it's when the big fellas can hit the ground right yeah absolutely yeah we're excited so uh good luck everybody you guys got anything else no that's it no looking forward to our next episodes coming up uh we got some good ones and uh make sure you guys like and subscribe and stay tuned we'll stay tuned we'll talk (laughs) to y'all later see you